Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to Stop Couples Arguing with these three couples therapy techniques, how to use pattern interrupts to change problematic behavior. So Sandy fired off her insults with all the pointless dedication of an old soldier firing at tourists, unaware that the war had ended 30 years before. See reference one under the video. And Simon dodged and weaved, but every now and then his wife's self-esteem melting onslaught would land a painful blow on him. And they were here to solve their chronic, constant rowing. You never listen to me. Why do you always say that? All you care about is yourself and your stupid golf. Okay. And far from sitting back and taking this passively, Simon was keen to fire back at the enemy, so to speak. And just as I sensed he was starting to load and aim his own weapon of vitriol at his wife, I interrupted. Simon, Sandy, why do you two hate each other so much? Why don't you just get a divorce? (laughs) And there was silence. So the stunned silence. When love feels like hate. They were both stunned. It was Sandy who finally brought the unexpected, but to my ears, beautiful, quiet, to an end. We don't hate each other. We we love each other. And she seemed genuinely shocked. Then Simon spoke up and Sandy now listened to him. Yes, we love each other. Sometimes it does feel like hate, but I see that as the flip side of the intense feelings we have for one another. We never wanted a divorce, or at least I wouldn't. And Sandy nodded in agreement. We just thought you'd like to know the situation, Mark. You you know, what needs working on. Yes, thank you, I said. And I think I have enough of an idea now, and I appreciate your demonstration. But it's also important to demonstrate that you both have good words, as well as terrible words, to say about one another. We could sit here all day and up the hate, but really I think we all three agree we're here to strengthen the love part of your relationship. Hate might be the flip side of love, as you say, but it can also strangle the life out of it. Do either of you want hate to win out over love? And simultaneously they chimed, no, Okay, we're here to love one another. So we cleared the decks for the real work to begin. You see, what they'd demonstrated to me lies at the heart of why the capacity to pattern interrupt is such a vital skill for any practitioner. Man and women as machines. Men and women can be little more than machines. To get beyond machine to the real self, we have to learn about the machine. So wrote the spiritual teacher, G.I. Gurdjieff. Of course, we don't like to think of our behaviours and feelings as mechanical. There's there's nothing uh, self-flattering in that. But it's clear that there's a habit of mind that that comes through repetition, and that can make us more machine-like. Many emotional responses become second nature, purely because the responses have become ingrained and therefore automatic. Sandy and Simon's bickering, I discovered, as they calmly described the pattern of their disagreements, had become little more than a mechanized process. 
He will give her a certain look, that certain look, and click where a previously conditioned anger response would come whizzing back from her as if he'd pressed a button. She would say a particular word to him and click where he would go into a rage. Smoking, binging, all kinds of anxiety disorders, certainly addictions, and yes, even depression, can all become mechanized in some forms and in some ways. So how can we help couples who've become trapped in little more than Pavlovian relationships? Here are my three techniques that interrupt the pattern of arguments. These three techniques all use pattern interrupts to change negative behavior, because just as negative habits can be formed, they can also be broken. Pattern interrupt tip one, play devil's advocate. And you saw me do it, didn't you? Just now I interrupted the marital gunfight, so to speak, interrupted a whole battery of conditioned responses with one sentence. Why do you two hate each other so much? Okay, that was a shock. And then I followed this up with, why don't you just get a divorce? Okay, now I'm playing devil's advocate and they have to defend their relationship. They were engaging in their over-practiced emotional and behavioral argument pattern and I short-circuited it. They had to go off automatic for a moment to make sense of something new happening in the row ritual. Okay, something that wasn't usually in the ritual, with me saying something unexpected. That, in the moment, derailed the mean machinery, so to speak. There are many ways to play devil's advocate as a way to focus a client's attention. But remember, it needs to be done in such a way that it awakens the client, even if only temporarily, from their negative automatic trance state helps them see their pattern objectively from the outside, so to speak, and leaves them open to a new way of seeing things, reframing. Playing devil's advocate, like using shock hypnosis, must be done with care. We need to do it in the right way in the right time. The seemingly insignificant devil's advocate pattern interrupt I used here set the tone for the whole of therapy thereafter. I think we all three agree we're here to strengthen the love part of your relationship. That's what I said to them. And of course, there, there were issues they needed to work on. But it had to be done with the context of making things better, not just to show me how bad things were. Pan interrupt tip two, change something about the problem behavior. Rather than trying to stop the problem behavior happening, we can use a kind of paradoxical intervention when helping our clients grow beyond their dysfunctional behaviors. So I explained how couples who want to have a healthy relationship need to stick to the five to one rule. This means that there needs to be five good interactions, such as great lovemaking, a shared movie that they both enjoy, a fun chat or uh, laughter for every negative one, such as a row or a moody silence or put downs or sarcasm. Okay. And I explained further how this rule has been scientifically studied and confirmed. Therefore, they had a reason to listen to what I said next. Simon and Sandy had both been singers when they were younger and still liked to sing. I got their commitment to perform the following song cycle. I told them that every time they found themselves arguing, they had to, firstly, become aware of what was happening, that they were arguing, stop and count to ten, then taking turns, sing what they want to say for no more than 20 seconds while the other person listened. Then the other person would take over the singing for 20 seconds and continue to 
sing their argument until it had run its course. At the following session, they told me how uh, they'd only had three major disagreements in the interval, which for them was really good. And then each time they'd ended up laughing uncontrollably and on one occasion had resorted to enjoyable sex instead. So a row and a song had led to sex, okay, which they'd greatly enjoyed, which leads me sort of to tip three. Pattern interrupt tip three, use hypnosis to re-evoke their love. Sandy and Simon did love one another deeply underneath all the bickering and resentments the shining glint of their love had been obscured, then all but buried by the habitual, automatic and seemingly uncontrollable mutual hostility. At some point towards the end of their first session with me, I'd began to talk about love. They'd come to talk about arguing, and I began to talk about love. This in itself was a kind of pattern interrupt. Because they tended to squabble about relatively minor stuff, so there are no affairs or domestic abuse or anything like that, then being regularly reminded of the love they did genuinely have for one another would certainly help to serve as an interrupt to the automaticity of their arguing. I hypnotically re-evoke the first stirrings of their attraction and love for each other, and this is a very powerful thing to do with all couples, and the times they'd faced together, the times when they'd felt as one re-evoking the great times, re-evoking the beginnings of their love. I could see it was having profound effects as they both smiled touchingly. I encouraged them both to dwell for a time on their own and each other's mortality, on the thought that one day they wouldn't be here. I then got them both to hypnotically rehearse, arguing, but with a background sense of love and appreciation. In this way, uh, they'd no longer be seduced by the arguing, but have a sense of its relative smallness in the whole story of their love, the wider context. I also asked them to um, hypnotically re-evoke feelings of strong love for one another on a weekly basis, doing that as a task. Not the be-all and end-all. So Sandy and Simon were not a couple who enjoyed their bickering. It wasn't exciting for them. It didn't lend a frisson to their relationship, which is why they had come to see me. They were both exhausted by it and through it. And they decided to keep a little of the symptom. A bit of bickering is reasonable, of course. Pattern interrupts can help free people from Pavlovian responses to live and love better and more flexibly, to feel more alive in a way, because they're less mechanical in the responses. Of course, pattern interrupts as a therapeutic strategy isn't the be-all and end-all, the only thing you need to do, although sometimes it might be, to help a relationship. There's lots of other things we need to work on, but it can be enough to loosen up the disabling strictures of mechanical conditioning so that people can start to find another freer way to live, because it's so true, as the cliche has it, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. The upshot for this couple was that they argued less and they felt the love for one another more. And when they did argue, it was much, as they put it, milder. They also began to make love more again. Often arguments would lapse into lovemaking and could now live their love for one another as fully as they were meant to all along. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Turrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's unk.com slash blog. (laughs) 